backstage passes, and zero to 60 in a super stretch limo? Yeah, that's just how we roll. You're listening to the Mousecapades Radio Network. Now, from the Mousecapades Studios, here are your hosts. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie, Sarah, and Rebecca. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 808, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that face between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. Just a reminder that the Mousecapades and More podcast is a part of the Your Story Travel Company. If you're looking to book a trip, we'd be glad to help. You could text Rebecca, Vicki, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-373-4497, and we would be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and ticket package, so contact one of us today. So listeners, you probably heard a new name or you should have heard a new name because we haven't had Rebecca on here before. Um, I just wanted to give her a big shout out. This is her uh, first time on the podcast with us. She is my longtime friend. I'm not going to tell you how long because that will clue you in on how old we are. She's a Disney buddy and now she's part of the Your Story Travel Ohana. Um, welcome, Rebecca. We are so excited to have you. I am so excited to be here. Welcome. And she is from, or she lives in Georgia, which is where I met her, not where I was born, like Nick tells everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I I will tell you, I've known her since 1994. So that'll give you a clue. It's been a while. Uh, We actually met right after I graduated from college. Um, I didn't get a teaching job. So we worked at a daycare center together and we discovered our love of Disney. Although I think Rebecca actually helped me love Disney even more because if you remember right, Lion King came out when we were working at the daycare and we watched it together. And yes. so, um, didn't our kids that graduated that year, didn't they sing, um, I just can't wait to be king at their little graduation? Yes, yeah, they did. I thought so. <laughs> so, um, we were blessed to stay in touch on Facebook, which is amazing. And I was even more blessed. I got to be in her wedding in 1995. And I, th- I think this is ironic. I don't know if anybody else does, but my kids are Kaylee and Joey, which you guys all know because they come on the show sometimes. But Rebecca's uh, two of her kids are Katie and Joey. And so when mm-hmm. I told my daughter that she thought it was funny, she also has a daughter named Selena, correct? Yes. I thought it was Serena. And I went back to check because I'm like, that doesn't sound right. No, it's Selena. All right. So welcome. Welcome. Welcome, Rebecca. Yes, Super welcome. excited to have you. Thank you. Okay. So. On Sunday night, anybody else see it? Disney debuted the Little Mermaid live action movie trailer during the 95th Oscars. Holly Bailey, not to be confused with Holly Berry, which is man, oh man, very, very, <laughs> gets her tongue tied all the time. She's going to play Princess Ariel in the movie, The Little Mermaid. I'm going to actually let Sarah, say some of the other cast members. I am going to tell you, though, one of my favorites out of all of this, Melissa McCarthy as Ursula. I know. I cannot wait for yes. that one. It's going to be amazing. So I'm just going to hand this part over to oh, you, gosh. Sarah. Okay. <laughs> my best guest is Jonah Power King. He's going to, he's from Dog's Way Home. He's Prince Eric. Then we have Javier Bardem. Bardem, I love him. Love him and everything he's in. What is what is he in? He was in Lyle Lyle Crocodile. 
Lyle Lyle Crocodile and No Country for Old Men and lots of things that are glorious. Okay, I don't think I've seen either of those. I'll tell you more things. I didn't know anything about him. Well, he's going to be King Triton, and since Sarah loves him, this is a good thing that I guess. He's Spanish, and he's got that kind of deep voice. Yeah, he's really good. He's a wonderful actor. The big one, Vicky Cristina Barcelona, Skyfall. Oh, he was, um, I forgot, he was in Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, okay. He was Captain Armando, somebody. It just went away. So I know she's going to have you say the next name because it's oh, equally yeah. as fun. Noma Dumzweni. Dumzweni? Dumazweni or something like Dumazweni. that. Dumazweni. I don't know. I'm guessing. <laughs> Sarah's our language person, Rebecca, if you haven't caught on to that okay, yet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I'm reading these like, maybe I'm supposed to know these people and I'm just not as in the, I mean, if it's not on Bluey, I don't know. <laughs> Should I know them? Am I just not with it? Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, I'm going to embarrass myself saying these names. And I'm just like, how do you not know them? Well, I, I've watched bluey while i'm doing the dishes and my kids to keep them quiet like that's what i watch bluey is one of the best tv shows out there i think i need to watch it because everybody keeps saying that it really is anyways this noma she is going to be portrayed um as a new character queen shalina selena 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 does your daughter know that I don't know. When she finds out there's a queen, Selena, she's going to be a hot mess. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. New character. I'm very okay. interested in this. Additionally, we've got Debbie Diggs. He's known for Hamilton. He's going to voice Sebastian. Jacob Tremblay um, from the movie Wonder will voice Flounder. And Aquafina. Aquafina from Crazy Love Rich Asians yeah. will voice Scuttle. And if you don't know her from Crazy Rich Asians, she was the dragon in... Oh, the movie that you love. What is that movie? Raya the Last Dragon? Raya, yeah, Raya and the Last Dragon. Yeah. We had a big talk about that too. Raya, Raya, Raya? It's, it's Raya? definitely Raya. It's Raya. Raya. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so Scuttle has been reimagined as a female diving bird instead of a male seagull. It'll be interesting to see. If you missed the trailer or you just want to watch it again, hop on YouTube and check it out. I am so excited about David Diggs being in here, which may be why we'd have some others that are not as uh, popular as Melissa McCarthy and him, because I'm sure they were a pretty penny to get hired. Mm-hmm. I love him. And he's been in a lot of things, but he I think he's best known for Hamilton because he was on something one day and Kayla's like, oh my gosh, it's to be dicks. And she was like <laughs> freaking out. I was like, okay, calm down. When did it come out? I don't remember. May 27th. Yeah, oh, it's not long. Ooh. Okay. I think we'll de- I'll definitely take the girls to the theater for this one. I'm excited, but I, I will stand by the fact that I am... I still get a little like cringe at the fact that Disney can't stop remaking things. I want them to make new things that we can love. Have you been on the show with Matt yet? I can't remember. Um, I don't know. We need to have you and Matt together because that's Matt. Oh my gosh. He like, it kills him. He's like, I love these, but where's the new? We need new. I mean, I like the live actions. No, I was going to say, I saw some pictures and I, um, they looked like they were real pictures and they followed the um, 
what they showed for the trailer and it's kind of dark i thought that yeah little mermaid was so bright and mm-hmm. colorful and it's kind of dark i did see a critique about like fr- from a i guess a cinematography perspective how disney when they do these live action remakes kind of sticks to these sort of darker tones and it doesn't live up to what you see in the animation and i don't know if anything would stand up to the bright colors you see in animation but you know some, you, know, you know when you see a movie like at your house and you have to turn all the lights off because mm-hmm. it's so like it's just really dark and you need to have all the lights off to to make it look kind of poppy i guess you could say um i hope it's not like that <laughs> Yeah, um, it did look a little bit dark, though. You're right, Rebecca. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to look for the pictures, and I'm not able to see very many. I'm wondering if it's because Melissa McCarthy is so big um, that they're trying to make that more prominent for the movie. Because, I mean, Ursula is a dark character. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Well, you know, in her little cave, too, where she has those little... When I was little, I thought they looked like little sad worms. Um. They do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't the know. souls. Yeah. Yes. They're kind of like uh, like a, a mossy, dark, kind of sad green color. And they are. I could see it being very dark in there. But you don't want it so dark that you can't see things. Right. Well, friends, I have the very first Say It Isn't So section of this podcast. And I will say I'm a little torn here. So no surprise, this one's interesting yet controversial. A couple days ago on TikTok, someone posted a video of a mom that had her child on a safety leash in Disneyland's Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. She was dragging her son through the park by the leash. The TikTok user said that the child stumbled and turned himself over as his guardian pulled him behind her to the edge of the sidewalk. The child appeared uninjured and the guardian appeared to not notice or not care their child was being dragged along the pathway. So first off, I will say, I do think young children are bouncy. Like they fall, they can get up. It's usually okay. They brush it off. But if you're dragging your child, that seems a little too much to me. And if they fall down and you you don't do anything. I mean, granted, if they're okay, but if you're dragging them and they fall down, that's like parent of the year award for you. I mean, <laughs> I'm surprised that somebody didn't call somebody like an official person. Mm-hmm. I did think this was interesting. And I know the leashes are huge. That's why I said it's controversial because I know the leashes are a huge thing. But I also know that when I was little, we went to the lake a lot. My mom put a leash on me because she was afraid I would just dive into the lake. And I probably would have because I really didn't have a lot of fear. And uh, when the quads were born and there's me and my mom and four babies. Yep. They all had, but they didn't, they were backpacks. They look like monkeys and they like snapped them on the front. And they always, we'd say, okay, we're going to go for a walk. And they'd be like, get my monkey. And they would go and put them on and everything. And we would hold the monkey's tail. Yeah, we definitely used one when Joey was little um, in Disney, but we didn't drag him. Right. (laughs) um, Yeah, that's kind of different. But you should be able to feel that. Absolutely. I'm imagining this parent saying, you are going to ride Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. (laughs) Come on. No, that's terrible. 
Yeah, it is. Don't drag your kids. I haven't seen the video. Not a good idea. Gina sent this to me and said, this has to be in this week's news. And I said, oh, yes, I'm (laughs) sure it will be. All right. Well, I have more sad news. I have news about one of my favorite rides. It's a small world. We know that Walt himself was a huge part of creating this ride in Disneyland. And recently, a guest who was riding um, Small World in the Magic Kingdom in Orlando noticed that some things were She was seeing some things that were making her sad. She noticed that the background of the ride is starting to fade. There are white streaks and black staining throughout the ride. Mary Blair's clouds are covered in white streaks and discoloring, while less prevalent staining is still visible on the purple sky. The dark stains make it hard to tell where um, the intentional fades to black begins and ends. The staining appears to be caused by condensation over time. Um, And it is a 50 year old ride and attraction, but the walls have never reached this type of neglect. Even the sound could be updated to give a more clear sound with the technology that we now have available. And to quote the ride, it's time that we're aware, Disney, so we're asking you to please make this ride look as good on the inside as you made it look on the outside for the 50th anniversary. I don't think I looked at that. I think I get in there and I'm trying to find different things that I've never seen because I don't know if you guys do that when you're in there. But every time now, Kaylee and I are trying to intentionally find a character we never noticed before, which is what happened probably five years ago when Kaylee realized there was somebody on a magic carpet flying and playing a flute backwards, but playing a flute nonetheless. And she was all excited about it. And so I guess I just got engulfed in it. And that's what they figure everybody's doing. But probably somebody like us that goes more than one time is the one that's noticing this, which is really sad. And it's just sad because it is such an iconic ride. Yeah. It needs some love. Hopefully they can get that done. I mean, we're all used to rides closing for refurb. So hopefully they can do some touch-ups. Yes. Before Vicky goes on to say it isn't so number two, I had to give that mother like the benefit of doubt. Like, I don't know. I can't go bashing her. Like maybe it was an accident and they caught the wrong part of it. No. No, here, here it is right here. Oh, dear. Yeah. She is just dragging that baby along. And he's not a baby. He's like four. But she's just... She knows. She knows he's being dragged. That's like when you take your dog for a walk and they don't want to move. move. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. She had to feel resistance. There's a difference between a kid that's walking with you and a child that's resisting. Yeah. So say it isn't so, number two. I know we're all surprised about this. No. Seriously, listeners, um, probably this is not you. But the saga continues at the new Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway at Disneyland. Now, we've mentioned this ride, and I'm sure you've heard it from me a lot. And the ride itself is very much like the Hollywood Studios one that we know in Orlando. But the big difference in Disneyland is they have this amazing queue, which we've, I think, all looked at now. It's in El Capitan Theater, and they're calling it El Capitan instead of El Capitan because of, get it, tunes. Cute, yeah. Um, But it's where the guests get to check out the Mickey Through the Ears exhibit with real life versions of props from various Mickey animated shorts. And then they get to visit the concession stand, which really doesn't sell concessions, but regardless, it's very cool. So I'm going to just recap what I've done. And I think I've had this story every time, but that's okay. I don't mind. 
the first weekend the ride was open, a child ripped off the pepper shaker and it was bolted down. So like a child ripped it off. It did get returned and then eventually put back on. Then a couple of weeks ago, a guest yanked off the top of the nacho cheese dispenser. Like, I guess they tried to see if the lid was going to come off and then it didn't, but they pull, they kept pulling to see if they get the lid to lift or whatever. And they popped off the top of it. Then apparently another guest took the salt and pepper shaker. So they completely removed the salt and pepper shaker now from where it was hooked on and they hooked a napkin holder on there. Like they bolted that down where the two holes are from where the salt and pepper shaker have been removed. And they glued the salt and pepper shaker on top of the napkin holder. However, that with the glue, obviously that was easier for somebody to get off. So then the salt paper got sh- taken again. And so to fill the time, there's this gumball machine that has fake gumballs nearby it. And so a cast member thought, well, I'll just put this gumball in the place here where it's missing. So it kind of looks like it fell out of the gumball machine and it's just sitting on top of the napkin holder. Well, then a little while later, the cast member comes back and notices that the gumball is missing from where he put it. And I didn't even hear this story. A child ripped an ornament off of Pluto's tree and threw it just across the room. And so um, I realized that most of this probably was done by children, but also if, if you're listening and you've been through it, and I'm not bashing your children, I'm saying, please, people watch your children. We've talked about this before. Sarah and I both had a fit when they were ripping the wallpaper at the, the new Mickey and Minnie's for Orlando. And we were just talking about, please watch your children. I mean, I understand you're in there and it gets bored and stuff like that. But this situation is a really cool cue. So I feel like you could be on it. But anyways, it's not even been open for two months and it's had a lot of things have to be fixed and replaced already. And I just think that is sad. And that concludes my soapbox for this show, at least. So I will play devil's advocate here really quickly. Okay. I would say it sounds like they've put a, and I have not experienced this in Disneyland, but it sounds like it's a non-interactive space. It's just stationary objects that are getting ripped off, right? Yes. So generally, if that's what it is, it's not something that you can reach in the queue. Does that make sense? Like if you're walking through the Peter Pan queue, you can't go lay on the bed in the kid's bedroom. You know, they have the little things like you do at the movie theater from what I saw in the pictures. So you think they're reaching over? Yes. Or past? Okay. Or they went under it. Okay. See that? Yeah. Okay. That's bad. I'm not playing devil's advocate anymore. Then. Do you remember Toontown? I only got to see it once because then they mm-hmm. closed. Um, it's like that, how they had, the, you could see in Minnie or Mickey's kitchen, but you couldn't go past the little. Gotcha. Barricade. Gotcha. 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 Okay. From what I can tell, I don't know what they call those things. <laughs> the black barrier uh, rope or whatever like they have at movie theaters that they use mm-hmm. the retractable yeah i will let it lie but i it just makes me sad if it is if it is visually blocked off there's no excuse for guests m- messing with it i don't want to say that it was an adult but that cheese dispenser was at the top of a nacho cheese you know fake nacho cheese thing and to use that amount of pressure to actually pull the top off of it, it makes me feel like it's not a child. Mm-hmm. But again, I digress. Let's not do it. Let's not make it a thing. <laughs> Come on. I'm sure the people who did it probably were making a TikTok about it, right? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, 
Speaking of uh, TikTok, how about spring break? <laughs> spring break is something we are super excited about um, as teachers. It has started. However, if you are going to Disney, not something you are super excited about because of these prices. On Sunday, Genie Plus was $29 per person as guests came in droves to Disney World to visit the mouse. Individual Lightning Lane prices? Whew got up to $25 per person for Rise of the Resistance, and it was $17 per person for Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. So until this week, the individual Lightning Lane price hasn't actually gone up past $20. We've mentioned this before. This is surge pricing, and until guests start refusing to pay the prices, you know what Disney's going to do? They're just going to keep on raising them. Yep. Mm -hmm. I thought it was interesting that Rise of the Resistance is older than Cosmic Rewind is, and it was more. I did too. I think I would have paid more for Guardians of the Galaxy, but I mean, I love them both. But I'm not. I'm not going to pay that again if I can't do a standby or do like Joey did and get in the line at the end of the night so you can get on one of them. I I'm not paying for Rise of the Resistance again. I love it, but I mean, I'm also not the Star Wars fan that some people are. You know, like Sarah really mm. knows Star Wars, so. Given the option, I probably would opt yeah. out. My thought of why um, Guardians of the Galaxy is cheaper right now is because you can also get it. You can you can score it by virtual queue. Oh, and so you're okay. guaranteed mm-hmm. a time and not a very long line where, you know, like you're not going to wait in a three hour line for that. Correct. But you might have to for Rise of the Resistance. So I just wonder if that's why it's cheaper. And once yeah. once the virtual queue is gone, it will be the most expensive one. There, Yeah, there could be more demand for Rise of the Resistance based on what Stephanie was saying. All right, let's take a trip to my very most favorite land in all of Magic Kingdom. It's Adventureland. I'm very excited to say that on March 5th, Adventureland Day returned to the Disneyland Park. This day has been on hiatus since the pandemic began in March of 2020. Adventureland Day is an unofficial fan event where Disney bounders, cosplayers, and tiki enthusiasts alike deck themselves in safari swag, feathered finery, and aloha accoutrement to immerse themselves in the wildly exotic beauty of Walt Disney's favorite land. Hundreds of khaki-clad explorers stop traffic for a photo at the Main Street Railroad Station. This year's event brought in an estimated 300 guests, some of my favorite friends, most likely, from all over Southern California and some from around the country. Disney World has celebrated Adventureland Day in the past, although um, we haven't heard of it recently, so it's nice to see that it's back. Yes, I've just asked um, for my birthday. I would like to receive the... um, orange bird ears, mini ears. So I I hope to receive those for my birthday later this April or this coming April, I should say, because now we're not there yet. But yes, my friends, if you have to pick a favorite land in Magic Kingdom, you can join me in Adventureland with the Swiss Family Treehouse and Pirates of the Caribbean and Skipper Canteen and Sunshine Street Terrace. It's wonderful. It's a great place to hang out. I thought you were going to tell me they had a Lego set that was the Tiki Room or something if they did i'd probably get it i figured (laughs) no not that i know of i do have a tiki room very nice poster framed and it's sitting right when you walk in the side door of our house and i get to see the tiki birds and the tiki men when i walk in my house and i love it they make me happy what can i say 
Yay. Oh. Well, the Silver Cinderella Popcorn Bucket Coach has arrived for the 100th celebration of the Disney Company. For $30, you can take Cinderella's Coach home with you. You can find the bucket at Fantasyland Theater, as well as the popcorn cart near Sleeping Beauty Castle. It's a small world in Disneyland and Town Square and Main Street USA in the Magic Kingdom. The pumpkin-shaped coach is platinum and sits on purple wheels. That sounds really beautiful. It really does look beautiful. Yeah, the colors um, of the 100 Years of Wonder celebration, the platinum and the purple, it has a C emblem on the side door and a picture of Cinderella in her wedding dress looking out the windows. It's the same design as the 70th anniversary Cinderella bucket, just new colors. The popcorn bucket has a flip lid, which will protect your popcorn from Florida's many spotty showers. And the strap is lilac and has a Disney 100 and 100 years of wonder in darker purple with stars. Oh, it does look beautiful. Sarah's got it pulled up right there for us. I would love to have one of those. That's beautiful. Gina wants me to, to look when I'm there. Wow. And ship it to her. Oh, man. That's so pretty. I was wondering how big it was. And there's a picture later on that someone has it in their hand. And so how does does it look not too big? I, I wouldn't want to carry it around the park, but, you know. <laughs> it has a strap. You can wear it around your neck. <laughs> yeah, it has a lilac strap. You know what they should have done, though, since it has wheels, you should be able to, like, drag it behind you. <laughs> Somebody would run over it. Probably someone would drag their child over it. And so I was thinking, drag <laughs> it, not, not your child. Amidst all the rumors that Rock and Roller Coaster is not only having a refurbishment, but that it's going to immerse as a new ride, a Rock and Roller Coaster magic band showed up at Hollywood Studios this week. And even though the ride will be closed for a while, Disney fans can show their love by sporting this magic band plus for just $44.99. Um, the puck in the middle is bright red with R and RC in the center, and it's surrounded by lightning bolts and a music note. And one side features the Rock and Roller Coaster logo with music notes, roses, and a speaker and a guitar fret. And it's all gray against the black band. And then the other side has the limo at the entrance to the ride, as well as stars, wings, and a, another guitar pick. So it really did look pretty cool, but that makes me feel like we're safe for now that it's at least going to stay rock and roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess it could keep the name and yeah. they could change the music, but still that everything's been rumor so far. Yeah. It's what I would call generic rock and roller coaster. As far as I can tell. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. The pictures aren't great though. They're not. And even though it's cool and that's like my, one of my favorite rides, I, I don't necessarily need that one. Some of them I feel like I need. I'm not a fan of the Magic Band Plus still. I don't know if that's something that I would pay that much for. No. And you have to charge it. And I don't like that um, because I can't hardly remember to charge my other watch. So I don't want to have to forget and not charge my Magic Band. So I like the old tried and true. All right. So say it isn't so. Number three. I heard about this one a lot this past week. It's about Christopher and Hannah Martin. They've got a site. It's called Sparkling Dreamers. 
and their site sells Disney earband headbands. So like Disney, you know, Mickey ears. Well, they've been in a legal dispute with Disney over the ears that they were creating and selling because the ears mimicked those that Disney sells. So on Friday, March 10th, the litigation continued because Christopher was removed from Disney parks by security and asked to never return. um, Christopher, you're right. He created an 18-minute Facebook live stream video from a taxi claiming that he was escorted off of property due to an annual pass violation. And according to Gabrielle Rusan, a Florida um, in Florida politics, the Martins sold hundreds or even thousands of unauthorized Disney merchandise items through their secret Disney group on Facebook, later retitling the Facebook group Sparkling Dreamers. After gaining more than 35,000 followers, Disney sent a cease and desist notice on December of um, in December of 2021, stating they wanted to avoid full-scale litigation in exchange for shutting down their unauthorized operations. The company claimed the couple instead made superficial changes to their business and continued selling the counterfeit counterfeit items. Additionally, the couple later attempted to trademark the name Sparkling Dreamers with Disney stating their logo was evoking Disneyland's park entrance. This story has um, much more to it, which is why people are going crazy about it. But we've got one same thing to say to the Martins. It's just don't mess with Disney because you won't win. I think that that's been the thing all along is that one company that we use. And I'm not going to say their name just because I don't want to, you know, if you want to know, you can get on my Mousecapades page because I do put it up there. But Um, The ones that are more comfortable that don't give you a headache, but I think that they don't get in trouble because they don't literally copy what Disney's already selling. I mean, I think that there's so many people doing that. They would be suing everybody and their brother where this couple blatantly is doing that. Just crazy people. Yeah. They're not $30 though. I I guess they're selling them for like 20. But Disney doesn't play when it comes to things like that. No. People are crazy, crazy. No, he's banned for life. Oh, I'm sure he'll sue them over that too. Probably. Kate Blanchett, who plays Marvel's Hela, goddess of death in Thor Ragnarok, made a surprise appearance at the Avengers Campus in Disney California Adventure Park this past week. The Oscar winning actress made her appearance on March 11th. She was wearing casual attire and took a lovely photo standing between two cast members dressed as the Marvel characters Loki and Thor. I tried to say Toki, I think, and combine Thor and Loki there for a second. I'm going to blame the the time change. Um, plays in the Marvel movie, she plays Thor's sister, Hela, goddess of death. And if you haven't seen that movie, I highly recommend it. And this visit was right in time for the season premiere of Loki season two on Disney Plus. Also a wonderful show. Very funny and very entertaining. I put a picture for you guys. Listeners, you're going to have to pull up your own picture, but I thought it was pretty funny. It says she was dressed in regular clothes, but do those look like regular clothes? She kind of looks like a farmer. Oh, wow. That looks nothing like her in the movie. <laughs> no, definitely not. Those are, those are, that's a choice with those pants. <laughs> yeah. But don't you know that those two cast members were like, yes, we just met an Oscar winning star. Because it seems like they get a lot more 
stars in Disneyland than we see in Disney World. They live right in the around the corner, right? Right. They do. All right. Well, I think this one sounds really, really neat. Two new decorative flatboards have been added to the roof of the Roundup Rodeo Barbecue in Toy Story Land at Hollywood Studios. The flats are rounded at the top because they're supposed to look like Andy cut them out of cardboard. One of the flats features Stinky Pete from Toy Story 2 and the other features Buttercup. These add to the building um, because they were made to look like card look like a part of the cardboard box that Andy colored with his crayons. These drawings were a little different from the original concept art that Disney shared. Drawings of Jesse, Wheezy, and Bo Peep can also be seen on the box. Reservations started a few weeks ago for this new table service restaurant. It is opening next Thursday, March the 23rd. Children three to nine are going to cost $25 and an adult $45 for both lunch and dinner. I'm so excited. I have a client who I did get reservations for this. You better do a trip report with that one. (laughs) I tried to get reservations, but I couldn't because I was going to change our Hollywood studio day if I could get a reservation. That sounds like a really fun place. Do you want me to put you on my uh, um, stakeout? Oh, no, no, no. It's fine. We'll just wait. We're going back in October with the family. So okay. my mom doesn't care about barbecue. I have space if you need me. All right. Thank you. This is a warning to everybody that uses their phones on a ride and in the attractions at the Disney parks. So um, I've never had this happen, but have you guys ever had it happen where ha- you're riding Haunted Mansion and another guest is either on their phone, checking their phone for Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. They can't like wait 10 minutes to check in with the social media and has it on the brightest setting possible. Have you ever seen that? I saw it on pirates one time. Mm -hmm. I see there. Yeah. We were specifically pirates too. There was um, someone in front of us who was videoing the whole thing on their cell phone. Nice. And then I was, it just, it was bad because they also had it. So it was lit. That made it even worse. Which you're not so supposed to do. If you're if you're taking pictures with the flash, because a lot of the rides are dark. If you're taking pictures with flash or um, videos that have the light on, it's just it's very distracting. So recently, Disney had banned the phones from Big Thunder, but it seems like they're considering banning. Now, this is not in place yet. So remember, this is just a thought process that they're going through. They're considering banning phones on the rides and attractions, which is going to stink for those social media people that we all follow so that we can tell our clients, you you might want to have your child watch this ride before you just put them on it and say, "Uh, mommy will give you $5 and then they hate you forever. Or this is not going to be scary. And then they hate you forever because you told them it wasn't going to be scary, Um, which is I remember being on the dinosaur ride with a family that did that. And I was like looking at them like, this is one of my favorite rides, but you should not be taking your four-year-old and telling him it's not going to be scary. Um, Cause the rest of the time I was like, it's going to be okay, buddy. This is fine. We're almost done. We're almost done. And Brad's like, why are you talking to this stranger's kid? Um, but anyway, so just be, be prepared. It's possible. Um, apparently there's even been people talking, which I shouldn't be surprised by anything I realized, but Talking on their phones during like Beauty and the Beast Live and Frozen sing along. Talking on their phones? Yes. That's crazy. So, and maybe if we get back under control, they'll change their mind. But I mean, I don't blame them because we've paid a lot of money to get in the parks and we want to have a magical adventure. 
and you being on your Facebook is not that magical adventure yeah. for us. I do think that most of the people that we watch that are vlogging are most likely not using their cell phone. Right, right. Um, you know, they might be using a GoPro or um, some other sort of recording device, but hopefully, I mean, I wouldn't mind this ban all that much, <laughs> to tell you the truth. I think this one kind of goes back to the one about destroying the cues. I mean, just be be considerate. Mm-hmm, right. And going along, don't video the show or talk on your phone. And please, if you're sitting down in a theater or on a ride, take your ears off so the people behind you can see. <laughs> I love wearing my ears, but I take them off when I'm sitting down in front of someone. Because it's, it's the polite thing to do. And I also don't put my kid on my shoulders or my husband's shoulders at fireworks shows. Which my daughter loves that you don't do that. Stick them on your hip. If they were on your husband's shoulders. It would be bad. Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they would have the best view in the house. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is actually something that I learned. I had no idea. But there is a post-show after you ride Tron. Yep, you heard that right. After the ride um, at Magic Kingdom, you go into this Team Green room, and guests can learn about the new racing team, Team Green, um, in this post-show area that's sponsored by Enterprise. The entire room is lit with green lights, and the Team Green light cycle is at the center. An image of the light cycle in action is against the back wall. Signs around the room display images and information about the Team Green members. The displays will be switched out periodically to feature other stories of the 12 Team Green members. The Enterprise logo is also lit up green on the walls. The display aims to showcase the incredible culture, capabilities, and values of Enterprise. We're excited to see if more future Disney rides will have post shows. Uh, I think it's a magical idea. I think I do. I mean, there's so many things like how the idea came to be would be another nice post show for us. I mean, I know that's one of the things that Matt said that there's not a lot of new stuff. So we probably don't need to know, you know, we know why that show is there. But some of the older rides, we didn't know how they came to be. I have to see this because it almost feels like an advertisement to me. <laughs> And it probably is like um, Chevy for Test Track, kind of. Yes, that's what yeah. I was thinking. This this sounds like Chevy for Test Track or um, Mission Space that has like an area afterwards. I don't know. I don't ride that ride. I don't ride that ride either. <laughs> okay, no, not Mission Space. Uh, Spaceship Earth. Spaceship Earth doesn't have one right now. Mm-mm. It doesn't. There's one. What is it? I'm. There's. It's really good. There's a ton of stuff, and I think it's an Epcot. Because I think it was raining when we got off of it. And we're like, oh, let's just do this and stay in here. When you get off Spaceship Earth, there is a lot of stuff down in that room that you can do. And you show your picture up on the United States. Is that what you're talking about? I think that's what it is. There's interactive things for the kids. Yeah. Yeah. It's not sponsored right now. Oh. They lost their sponsor, which was Siemens. I'm going to have to go back and look at that because maybe they did get a new sponsor. But I, they lost Siemens. I know that because, you know, Nick, he's a 13-year-old boy. Um, <laughs> and it was right before they were supposed to do the refurb and they were going to try to get a new one. I'm going to have to go look at my pictures now from October to see. That's going to drive me crazy. Keep talking. 
All right. Yeah. I'm just wondering if like who who are these team green people? Are they are they made up characters or are they enterprise employees? I think they're enterprise employees, but I don't know that for sure. Okay. I'll I'll I'm interested to see. I'll find somebody that'll show me on YouTube. So we all know that former Disney CEO Bob Iger stepped back into his role as CEO when Disney fired Bob Chapek the Sunday before Thanksgiving in 2022. Well, while Bob Iger has made strides during his short tenure back as CEO, he has also made waves among fans and Disney cast members. Iger announced that Disney was forced to lay off more than 7,000 employees in the latest shareholder meeting, and he also told Disney cast members who had been working from home that they must return to the office during the week, which caused a large uproar. Iger recently said he wants to keep the magic accessible to everyone, but he may never have time to implement any policies to change ticket prices. When Bob Iger agreed to return, it was for a two-year period to allow Disney time to find a successor. He said that he and the board meet often to talk about successors. Is it possible that Disney will find this magical successor prior to this two-year deadline? Um, And there's also a rumor that the NBA commissioner, Adam Silver, is a top candidate to replace Bob Iger. So, you know, who knows? I've heard a lot of names thrown around. I will say that making employees come back to the office is something that I know my husband's company has done. And I think that is a trend. And it's not just Disney doing that. Uh, So I think that's everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, I just think that the people wanted to put it out there like it was just Disney. Yeah, it's not. (sighs) It's everywhere. So during an SXSW presentation, Disney Parks shared some um, prototypes with Josh DeMero. It is a dynamic robot that could be used for future meet and greets with small characters. Um, This sounds really, really neat. The prototype resembles Judy Hopps from Zootopia. She climbs out of a box and she rolled across the floor, flipped over and got back up. Um, The robot was introduced after a demonstration of the larger than life Hulk character um, was created thanks to Project XO. The robot was developed by Imagineers Tony Dohai and Morgan Pope, who also made the Spider-Man Stunt-tronic that is used at the Avengers campus. This is very exciting to think that we may see robots for meet and greets in the Disney parks. So cool. It was so cute. They said they didn't necessarily mean it to look like Judy Hopps and Kaylee and I are looking at each other like, it looks exactly like Judy Hopps. <laughs> it looks exactly <laughs> like her. Like, how can you say that it's not her? It is her. That's Judy Hopps. And since they're making Zootopia 2, I'm sure that it was meant to look like Judy Hopps. I cannot find this and it is driving me nuts. I have millions of pictures of the the um, test track ball, as Teddy calls it. <laughs> um, but Yay. I cannot find one that tells the inside. And I know I just did a thing like that. But the one that I was doing the pictures at camp was 2017. So that was prior to the whole pandemic mess. Well, we want to give a shout out to Gracie and Lola, who are in Fairmont Finale with Miss Black and myself, uh, Lee and Crystal out in California, Kelly and Jenny here in St. Louis, Angela's also in St. Louis, Andrew and Travis, Ashley and Ben, one of our youngest listeners. We appreciate you and we want to celebrate with you the magic that we make each week on the podcast. 
Thanks for listening. And please go to Apple Bean Pod or Stitcher Radio. Give us a rating or a comment. It would really mean a lot. We love hearing from our listeners. And be sure to let us know what you'd like to hear more about because we value your input. We're always reshaping our shows to cater to our listeners' needs. If you are interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, just text us at 636-373-4497. You can check us out on our social media account, The Mousecapades Podcast, on Facebook. If you would like a free quote, contact Rebecca, Stephanie, or Vicki at 636-373-4497. Or you can go to Your Story Travel. Simply go to the drop-down menu and click on the name. Be sure to listen to Friday's show. We will begin the Disney March Madness snack bracket. Are you ready? You can join the conversation and see how well your faves match up with ours. Vicki has linked the bracket on the Mousecapades podcast Facebook page. We'd love for you to join us. As always, thank you for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades and more podcasts. Well, girls, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Second star to the right. May all your dreams come true. Have a magical day, my friends. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Yeah.